Hello everybody and welcome to We Rebranded, the show where I speak to business owners who have rebranded, refreshed or revived their business brands. My name is Michelle Newell and I'm the founder of this storytelling business. I'm very excited today to be joined by two women uh, I know from a past life in London, Julia May and Sarah Anderson, the co-founders and directors of Visibility Co. Um, Visibility Co is a leadership and communications consultancy, but saying that is really only scratching the surface. These women have a list of impressive achievements that I had to write down in advance. They've designed, facilitated and evaluated more than 150 leadership programs. They've coached nearly a thousand women from almost 50 countries, including a Nobel Peace Prize winner. They've led strategic comms for Homeward Bound, a leadership initiative for women in STEM, and they've actually been to Antarctica and led a tour there, or sorry, not a tour, but a scientific venture there. So um, I'm going to invite Julia in now because I really think you need to hear the story of Visibility Co. in these women's own words. So Julia. Hello there. There you are. Hello. Hi. <laughs> it's nice to see you. It's nice to see you as well. How are you? I'm really well, thanks. And I love how impressive you make us sound. Oh. You've made us sound amazing. Thank you very much for that. <laughs> I saw you'd already joined the live, so I was rushing through. I had oh. more to say, but I thought I would leave it to you. Oh, nice. Keen um, bean. I'm just wondering if Sarah is in the room or not. I can see her there. I think she's in as Visibility Co. Oh, she is. And um, let's see if we can invite her into the chat as well. There she is. Oh, fabulous. Oh. Hello, did... hello. Well, How are you, Sarah? I'm great. How are you today? I'm good, thank you. I think the last time we were together in person, I swear we were in a pie and eel shop in East London somewhere for the launch of another initiative of yours, ladies. <laughs> Do you remember those days? <laughs> Wow, it's amazing to go back to that. Um, and that's, that's a very uh, great, in some ways, like that was a big part of our story. So I can't believe you, you were present for that. That's amazing. I was and I remember it. Um, but let's stick to Visibility Co. You can touch on that part of the story. I just wanted to say as well, I went a bit old school and I printed this amazing blog post that you wrote. It's probably back to front on Instagram why we rebranded the drive to tell the truth about who we are and as soon as i saw that you had written that and i read it i just thought wow i've got to have you on the show to talk about why you rebranded visibility co and i will put the link to this in the show notes afterwards because it's the most inspiring piece of writing about rebranding and it's so personal and it just speaks to the core of who you are and what you're doing. So I thought um, I'd just start by asking you, what is visibility? What does visibility mean to the two of you? I'd love to start by asking you what you think it means, Michelle. Oh, I think uh, visibility, it's a great question too, because in this kind of world and we're on Instagram now, everyone thinks of that visual visibility, but I think it's about um, being seen for who your values are, how you navigate the world, um, what you want to be known for um, in terms of um, the way you interact with people and also the legacy 
that you leave behind. So that's probably visibility for me. Oh, I got a clap, <laughs> but it's hard. <laughs> it is hard to be visible for who you really are. I find it a challenge. Mm. Sarah, what, on, what Sarah. is it? <laughs> well, I mean, you're, you're, the whole basis of your business is about visibility. And so what do you do for other people to help them achieve their visibility? Yeah, I mean, I, we do love asking people what they think um, when they think <laughs> visibility because it really is so multifaceted and we all bring mm. out um, ideas to that. And one of the reasons we chose that for the name of our company um, is because it brings all those um, different and often conflicting perceptions and very commonly misperceptions as well. Like there's a lot of baggage that comes with the word, word visibility and lots of people... Mm thinking it's just about you know self-promotion and um, glossing yourself up and kind of um, dirty personal branding and that side of it but that's mm. what we were trying to hack with starting our organization that we really saw so Julia comes from a, a journalism background I come from communications and, and branding background and we saw both of us in, in our careers that the way that people were invited to into visibility and into communications professionally and didn't really gel with lots of people. Um, it was very structured, often quite masculine, um, often one person speaking for everyone, not everyone having a platform that they could feel they could call their own. And so we really saw an opportunity to do it differently and make visibility feel like something that people wanted to do and that it could be authentic and it could be personal and it could be done in a way which integrates who you are with who you're trying to become and what impact you're trying to have and, and where you're going. Mm. And so I think we both saw in different environments that um, it really didn't work for women in particular, the way that people were being invited into visibility. And mm. um, yeah, so that our whole philosophy is around bringing together your whole self, whether that's a business or an individual. Um, so we work with the three pillars of visibility is what we, what we call it. Um, so visibility to self first and foremost, and that's the bit that you've referred to of like bringing your values into it, knowing mm. where you you are because you would know better than anyone if you can do that the going out there piece is going to be a completely different experience you're going to be mm. great um you know if something comes back at you you're more likely to be able to handle that and then once you've gone through the process of really understanding yourself that's when you can step into the second pillar which is visibility mm. to others and that's everything that we know about uh, what we think about typically with visibility of, you know, your brand and how you engage with the world, how you, um, you know, professional platforms and, and public platforms that and storytelling in the way that we represent ourselves. Um, but then what is visibility for collective impact? So that's like looking up to the horizon and saying, how can I use my visibility for something bigger than myself? And how can I put it to work for something that I really believe in, whether yeah. that's for a company? Or something else so that's really how we conceptualize visibility mm. and these are three pillars of visibility that together you've you've grown over time these are unique to visibility co aren't they yeah yeah and part of that is i think um you know like any with any brand and you know this michelle supporting women with this process that 
actually articulating who you are and what you do is really difficult. Um, mm. And we have struggled with that just as much as any, anyone else. And, but there's a real opportunity with that when you, um, when you realize that what you do actually is a bit unique. I mean, I know they say that there's nothing new on the planet, but mm. when you do do something that's a bit unique, there is a real opportunity for a different kind of story, uh, storytelling um, in that process. And so I guess the way we try and describe what we do is being at the sort of intersection between leadership strategy and communications um, and we really both hate the word consultancy but um, I guess it's about bringing those things together in you know you can have communications agencies you can have strategic practices you can have um, leadership consultancies but we kind of bring it all together but it's really about supporting impact and particularly social impact um, so supporting you know because I think both Sarah and I saw in our careers me as a journalist I was just interviewing the same kind of leader all the time and Sarah was trying to support the same kind of leader and we realised mm. that, you know, um, what's got us to this point is great, but it's not going to get us where we need to go in the future and, you know, looking at some of the problems that we are, are facing, we saw very clearly the need for a new, new kind of leader out in the world. Mm. Um, and they're definitely out there, these pe people who are wanting to solve problems and bring their potential to life to really create the shifts that we need they're out there it's just that we can't see them and that's mm. really at the heart of why we bring together the sort of leadership strategy and the communications in sort of one big beautiful milkshake um, that that ideally gives people the skills and the plan that they need to go out there and create the shifts and, and bring their potential to life so that you know um, journalists like I was are, are hopefully in the next few years interviewing more and more of a different kind of person who's you know, doing things. And that's not always in huge decision-making roles in, in politics. It's in entrepreneurial spaces and in government and in nonprofit and in activism. It's across all mm. of those spaces because that's where we see the shifts um, can happen. So it is hard. It, it has been tri quite tricky over time for us to describe what we do, but I think we're getting there now and we've, mm. you know, tried a few different versions over, over time and I think we've landed. So hopefully it makes sense. You can tell us. <laughs> <laughs> I think it does. I, I um, You were in business four years before you rebranded to what Visibility Co looks and feels like now. Um, how, tell, tell us about that rebranding process and how it helped you connect with who you were, your own visibility. Um, because what I loved about that piece, there's a few more people who've joined us since that, that piece on your blog, you really... For you, the brand wasn't just that look and feel and the website. It almost sounded like a journey of self-discovery for both of you. And also you, you had this beautiful network of people around you who supported you through um, the brand values and new services and then broadening that to take on staff. So would you yeah. just talk us through some of that process, what you did and, and how it felt? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it was pretty tricky, wasn't it, Sarah? Um, I think we, it's given us a lot of empathy when we're, you know, coaching or guiding others towards telling their story in the world. We, we have a lot of empathy and enough recent discomfort that we feel, you know, we know what it takes and the vulnerability that's involved in doing things differently. Um, and I guess from our perspective, 
it's really important to us to walk the talk. And so pretty much everything we teach mm. um, to everyone we, we work with in programs or one-to-one -one or within organisations, um, there's nothing that we teach that we don't do ourselves and put ourselves through. And so the rebrand was like a really, I guess, intense way of doing that. Um, and so we essentially took ourselves through the process that we take other people through, which is to start with visibility to self. So to do the deeper work on um, our purpose, which we're really clear about from the beginning, which is to elevate others, to elevate others. That's our purpose. Mm. Um, but recrafting our vision and looking for ourselves what impact actually really means, what we really want that to add up to, what we can, you know, show up to our kids and say we've tried to do. Um, and then we went through, through our own core strategy. So really looking at our business strategy and what, what we stand for and what we really want to, um, you know, be doing and prioritising. And then we applied the visibility strategy. So um, it's the same process. The visibility to others comes after visibility itself, that first core core strategy piece. Um, but we really needed help, actually. Um, it's, mm. it's like the plumber's toilet and the shoemaker's shoes. We really needed um, help <laughs> and, and often um, a little bit of pushing forward in terms of being more courageous and being more kind of thinking bigger um, in terms of what we were trying to do. So we went through that process mm. and then we decided yes actually when we, we did that work we realized the brand just didn't really speak for who we were and what we were trying to do in the world and I think that's probably the most common feedback we got actually was our previous branding it didn't look or feel or sound like us um, it looks very corporate I shared some of those examples in the lead up to today's session and I just yeah. couldn't believe that that's what you used to look like it's not it's not either of you or visibility co at all well, shame also came into it, didn't it, Sarah? There was an element of shame that drove us forward. That <laughs> that who who you look like doesn't really feel like you feel like. Um, mm. You have to take it to heart, and I think like you would know this better than anyone, Michelle. But like branding is so personal, and so I think you've picked on that really really well in the sense that it's pretty much a virtual and visual reflection of your own identity. So when your mm. identity evolves, you need the way that that feels and the way that other people experience it to evolve with you, or it, it's a pretty big authenticity glitch. Um, and that's my mm. top. So it's, it's a bit tough when that's, that's going on. But I think like, because it is so personal and because it does come down to that, it's all, also quite an uncomfortable process a lot of the time of like, does that colour feel like me? Does it feel mm. like a, that shape? Like, does the way that those elements come together feel like me as a person? Like, it's such a big brief. It's a huge pressure mm. to try to do that. So um, I really feel for Colette Worden and, and the team who supported us with it. Like, it's <laughs> really to do that and to land it. And they really did. They really got us and they're very clever. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, can I ask, did Colette and her team play back different versions of you or did they just get it straight away? It was a really deep process, wasn't it? It was, mm. it was, um, it, it challenged us to go a lot deeper actually. And, and that's kind of what we love to do for other people um, in terms of, you know, Cole 
Colette was really great at reading between the lines. Um, so we had these really intense um, sort of elicitation sessions where we had to put the words around who we were and what we stood for. And Cole was very clever at, um, yeah, reading between the lines and seeing what wasn't being said and being able to interpret that with her amazing team into mm. a look and feel. Um, and yeah, that was not an easy process. And Sarah and I laugh and go, God, you know, at some level we're probably a bit challenging because this is what we do for a living. And so- Worst clients um, ever. Oh, yeah. you know, but Colette <laughs> was amazing. And, and, and there were a couple of courageous conversations at times where she said, I think you guys are letting fear get in the way and, and there's more we could do here. We could be more, we could be bolder and more courageous. And, and I think both of us, when we saw the final product, we were just so grateful that she saw that in us and was able to, to hold our hand through the process. Um, Cause when it landed, we both felt really quite emotional about it. it you know, and I think mm. a lot of people, um, when you, you know, when you think about what a business is, it's an idea. It starts as an idea um, for us. Like a, it was ideas that formed over time and, and different collaborations. And sometimes, um, you know, after a few wines, we'd sit by the fire pit and sort of dream about what we do together. And, and then when that idea comes out in the world and you create something, it is a bit like a baby. It's like, mm -hmm. wow, we've got this precious thing that we've created and is it ugly? Like, do you like it? Mm. Do you want to look how look after it? You know, and so that process of handing the baby over to someone else to um, to take out into the world was very a very vulnerable experience. But it mm. just helps us to be more authentic when we're supporting other people through the process. But massive shout outs to Colette um, and the team. And in fact, we'll make sure we tag them in um, the follow up because uh, they were incredible and their creativity and their vision was just um, yeah, just the way they tackled the brief and the whole website and the feedback we get on it is just that it feels like us, which is really mm. popular. Yeah. It does. <laughs> oh, we've got some lovely chat going on here. Can you see the comments from people who are yes. in the room? <laughs> we can. Yes. Your idea is like a baby growing through stages. Yeah. It's, it's interesting because when you first launch your business as well, there's it, sometimes it takes a while to put it out there that first iteration people tinker with websites for months and months and i often tell them just leave it just go with it but it's it's not just about the website it's about everything behind it it's about being visible being known for something putting those ideas out there it is like yeah showing off your baby and wanting everyone to say yeah i love it your baby's so, so cute <laughs> But there is a vulnerability with that and, and that is something we talk a lot about with, with visibility is that there is nobody in the world, literally no one, unless you're a complete sociopath, um, of which of course those people are out there, but there is nobody who doesn't feel vulnerable when they're being visible um, and it's just mm. about accepting that that's part of the process. Um, and, you know, that idea that Brene Brown talks about vulnerability and courage being two sides of the same coin um, in that it takes courage to be vulnerable and it takes vulnerability mm. to be courageous. And... Um, and that's all well and good, but sometimes when you're actually in it, it feels absolutely mm. disgusting. <laughs> uh, it's only later when you can kind of rationalise it and go, yeah, actually that leap that we took or that thing that we did, um, it's really paid off. And I think that would be how we would both think about last year. It's been, um, you know, a really important um, shaping of our identity in terms of leaders ourselves and what we're trying to do. Mm. So, yeah, there's not that's interesting. So you. Sorry, you, you're saying the rebrand is helping you show up in a different way as well. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, in terms of our methodology, what it does is it forces you to go back to the first pillar. 
it's like okay who who are we now and mm. what do we want and what what impact do we want to have and i think when when you lead yourself into a new brand with that those questions of not look, what do we want to look like but you start with where do we want to go and who do we want to work with and what do we really mm. want to add up to um you just feel in congruence like you feel like yourself and and i think because we've done that background work um it's able to be translated really easily um and so that's yeah we, we very much work with people to bring out that in themselves first too mm. when they and they have any kind of ability aspiration um, you come back to those foundations first and people feel better in the process. Like even though the vulnerability is still there, you still feel better coming out the other side when you've gone through that. And I think it does dull some of the vulnerability, to be honest. Um, mm. Absolutely feel that along the way. There's no doubt, <laughs> particularly when you put it out there, you know, when you go through the launch phase. Yeah, it's interesting as you were talking it just reminded me of why i started my own business it's because i felt that i could be more authentically myself in my business but i've been doing this about a year and a half now and um i'm still trying to find that comfortable spot where i can be authentically me in order to to attract the kind of clients that i want to work with it's mm. it really does go hand in hand it takes time and I, and I think as well mm. it's um we kind of laugh about it and say it's actually not it's something that you never graduate from because um just like any sort of progression you step into different spaces and that will mm. change you and change change your own view of what you're trying to do um but you know as as you know and, and I've watched your evolution Michelle having known you for a long time and just seeing seeing you get clearer and clearer about who you're trying to help it's crystal clear to me but of mm. course when you when you're trying to explain it yourself you sometimes you wonder about whether it is but for us the biggest measure of whether we're articulating what we set out to is the people that we're attracting um, that, that are coming and finding us and we always get such a buzz when we get the email and um, it's someone who, you know, it's a leader who wants to take their team through a process or it's someone launching a program or it's a social movement or it's a woman who's got a cracking idea and really wants to get it out there or a man who wants to do the work. And we know it as soon as we get the email and it, it's basically looking for those people who are visionary and who want to um, create shifts in the world mm -hmm. and know that they have solutions and can bring solutions and that can be anywhere you know whether it's in corporate or in government or wherever it is um and it's really about helping them connect you know that that thing like you you would have gone through with your business like i know i've got this idea i know i've got the skills i know i've got the potential and capability but i just need help bringing that together um and so when we mm. are getting those emails or having those phone calls and which is happening more and more and more now it's like yes we know that it's we know that it's working and that's really satisfying mm. um because ultimately that's what we want to do is work with um this kind of new breed of, of leader um who can who can find some of the solutions more quickly um yeah. and so that makes every time we get those emails every time we get someone register for a program who is that person we just go that every second of that discomfort and that challenge was worth it um because those we're finding each other um yeah you've people, been you've you know, increased your visibility it. they see yeah. you they connect immediately with you on an emotional level yeah and then we go and oh my out. god our stuff works look at that yeah Isn't that pretty? <laughs> our, our stuff works. brand yeah, stuff works <laughs>
But I think to your, <laughs> your I am sorry. I think to your point, it is yeah. like it, it's the authenticity piece and feeling like you know you're moving towards that gradually over time. I think that's a contextual piece as well. Like I feel like. Mm world is opening up much more to the fact that we can bring all of ourselves what we do pressure to compartmentalize um, the way that maybe we felt we needed to before and I think that's been so crucial to how we have set up our business because we're like we're not prepared to run something where we can't have the kids part of it where we can't have all of the different pieces of life happening because that's that's your brand too that's part of who you are and I feel like the more permission there is systemically for us to do that and the more that we each can bring in and create a space the more we can kind of do that in our businesses as well that it feels like yeah this is this is me and tell a few more stories about what's what life's really like behind the scenes and you know you bring in so I feel like the more we all do that and kind of commit to doing that in a way the the greater chance we all have of being able to evolve into that where we feel completely whole in the process yeah um I just I I'm reminded of a piece I read in this article that about one of your favorite quotes and it says it's from the Persian poet Hafiz. I don't, I'm not sure if I've said it correctly, but the words you speak become the house you live in. I love that. Good one. I love that too. Yeah. And I you said the science, the science shows that language plays a powerful role in shaping identity because it puts form to your thoughts. Mm. Totally. And that's, I think, at the heart of um, everything we do is really about the story that you tell. Um, well, starting with the story that you tell yourself, it, it, it is the biggest influencer in what you actually go out and do. And I think with my background as a journalist, certainly I, I saw the power of stories to empower people, but also really disempower people. Um, and I saw the impact of the story being told a different way to create really big shifts. You know, that's policy mm. changes or the reopening of an investigation or the resignation of somebody who shouldn't be in power. Um, mm. And so I think for us, that story is, is actually at the heart of what we do in the sense that, you know, visibility to self is very much about, you know, articulating a narrative for who you are and what you stand for um, that you believe actually, and that makes sense to you, but mm-hmm. often also involves reframing. Uh, it means letting go of old stories that don't serve you, whether that's, you know, I'm, um, I'm a shy person and I can't speak up in this meeting or, you know, um, I'm not, I'm not worthy of that promotion or I'm not worthy of taking on that more senior role or starting my business. They're just stories. And, and what we see mm. is that when people do do that work um, to articulate what's really important to them, what they're willing to do, it translates literally the neuroscience, as you say, it translates into thinking differently, which then translates into feeling differently and translates into doing differently. And so what we love is working with people who um, can see that potential and are willing to do that work because once they do the second part you know the stepping up and showing the world and telling the story externally Mm. and that can be in lots of settings you know it might be in media or it might be in you know public speaking or it might be in a website or changing your bios whatever it is however it is that you're showing up um the power of that story when it actually reflects the truth of what's going on Mm. inside your head is is just doubled and so I think for Sarah and I, you know, when you think about the times that we're living in, um, we've just gone through COP, you know, the climate change negotiations. And 
the stories that are coming out about the story of our future, like this is not fluffy stuff. This is not, mm. when we talk about story, it's not let's sit down around the campfire and tell, tell yarns. It's literally we're creating the story of the future. Um, and for Sarah and I, we're both mums of little ones. I've got two girls. And for me, I want to, for them to get to my age, I'm 42. I want the story of their future to be completely different. I don't want mm. um, the world to be at the brink when they're my age. And so it literally starts with each individual saying, I can see a different story. I can see myself contributing to a different story in whatever field that they're in. Um, and so that Hafiz quote really, it gets me every time because if you tell yourself a different story, you will tell the world a different story, which will then lead to potentially a different story for everybody. Um, so it has really practical implications, um, mm. but it really, you know, it speaks to the heart of what's possible as well. It's a fabulous message. I think we need to keep on pushing the power of story because there are many people out there who don't believe that words and stories have this power. But as mm -hmm. you've just said, they really do. They can actually mm -hmm. affect real change on the ground in our world, our society. And has a direct mm -hmm. correlation to this conversation, actually, because mm -hmm. our tagline is reframe the future. Um, and it, it was with our previous brand and it still is because yeah. that that's at the heart of it. It's like you can reframe that for yourself, but also at a bigger picture, global impact kind of scale. We believe mm. that and, and, you know, it directly relates to our purpose, elevate others to elevate others. If we do that, we can really reframe where we're going and, and you know, we truly believe um, can solve some of those big problems that, uh, right in our faces right now mm -hmm. and the power as well of community I think that's what we're seeing that with um, we actually should have fed you the, the latest numbers Michelle we went through a process recently um, in fact applying for an award where we had to go through the process and quantify our own impact and it's actually 3,000 women over the last four years uh, we got a, I said to um, Alicia our operations manager we better just check these numbers just to make sure what we've got on the website is 100 <laughs> And she yeah, you were thinking this is too big. This number can't yeah, be right. Like, oh, is that what you were thinking? Is it 2,000? It's definitely 2,000. Better check. And she came back and said, it's actually 3,000. Wow. We're like, oh, my God. We really, wow, we've got to tell that story differently. But the power of what we see, you know, in programs is of when you, you are surrounded by other people who see the world maybe not exactly the same way, a very, you know, diverse perspectives. But mm. when you, you have that inkling of like, I really want to do something different and I believe that I'm capable. And then you're in a room full of people who see the world and, you know, and want to do something about it. The power of that, that's the collective visibility piece as well. What we see is in, particularly in our programs and particularly with women, but not only with women, is that there's something that happens when you see yourself in someone else and that you're part of a collective um, and we're seeing that just in a, in a really sort of, there's a real um, movement happening within um, the communities which we're working with, um, where they're realising, I used to think I was a real oddball um, or I was a bit of a weirdo because I had these ideas about, you know, systems change or, or influencing mm. in my community or whatever it is. And suddenly they realise, oh God, I'm not the only one who thinks this way. And there's such a relief when that happens. Um, yeah. And so that's probably almost... The, the favorite thing for us is when we're able to step back with, you know, if we've done a three month program and we've brought the collective together and suddenly we're able to step back and they become self um, leading and supporting and championing one another. And as well, like bringing skills in that we don't have, mm. there'll be always someone going, you know, does someone know, and know an expert in, 
X, Y, Z. And we're like, nah. And someone else from the collective comes in and suddenly you have this groundswell. Um, that's a really important part of it as well is realizing actually that you're not alone. You with your weird ideas yeah. about, you know, changing, changing the way things are done. You're not alone. There's a whole lot of people out there. You just can't see them. Um, so that's a big part of what we're really trying to do as well is, is it's not about us. It's about bringing together people who um, mm. want to see some of the problems solved. And because Visibility Co, it's not company, it's collective, the co in your business name. Mm. Yeah. And I think just to touch on what you've said, there really is a feeling, you can really feel change happening mm -hmm. at the moment in the last couple of years of these collectives of diverse voices and ideas coming together. Mm. And you can feel that groundswell developing. And you're playing such an important role in that, Sarah and Julia. Hi, well, um, look they're all weirdos. <laughs> you know, the weirdos are often the ones that do change the world. So if we can get some Absolutely. of the weirdos. Absolutely. <laughs> but we know. So, just, to, um, just to wrap up, because we've been chatting for over half an hour now, oh my God. Um, I'd love to know what's next for Visibility Co. Oh, that would be an act of really vulnerable visibility, wouldn't it, Sarah? I'll, let, I'll throw this one to Sarah. I'll let Sarah answer this one. We do this, you'll notice, like, we'll be in meetings and things, and sometimes when a hard question comes in, there's, like, this silence competition, like, who's going to answer it first? I'm going to just let you do this one, Sarah. Well, yeah. Um, there's, I think, you know, connecting to this conversation, the, the branding has been really important for us to take us where we want to go next um and i think we homage to that um and that it can be a really powerful process in doing that but one of the gaps that we've seen for a really long time is that um i guess what we see every single day is that visibility plays this critical role in people being able to lead and people being able to be out there in the world and to not just feel authenticity, but to really have the impact that they want to. And so we're often strategists at heart and we're trying to unpack the role of visibility and what, what part does it play? And we're seeing it anecdotally all the time, just how critical it is, but that's, we're not satisfied. That's not enough. So one of the things that we've been thinking about before a while is how do we um, start to quantify some of the things that we're seeing about visibility anecdotally into something which is more tangible than that. So mm. we've been brewing some pretty big ideas um, lately about how we bring new science to leadership um, and bring science to visibility. Um, and I think that's definitely what this space because there's some um, very exciting things that we're doing and amazing collaborating with sorry can you hear my dog trying to interrupt your very important <laughs> bit <laughs> look every the dog's excited as well and that's okay he is yeah. he is he's looking forward to seeing visibility become made tangible yes <laughs> yeah that's right we've just had a new team member start who's um working with us on research and sort of bringing more of a, an evidence base to what we're doing so mm. literally in the next few months we're 
taking more courageous steps actually around our own thought leadership and, and taking our ideas out into the world. So it is a bit mm. nerve wracking. That's why I threw it to Sarah. But we've also got programs. If we can give them a little mention, we've got a mastermind mm. in February, um, which is our sort of signature program that we run once a year. It's a three month mastermind for women. Um, and it's Can anybody for... join that, Julia and Sarah, or do they have to be from a certain um, business background? No, it's really diverse. So literally last year's mastermind, our oldest participant was 70 and our youngest was 26. And it's really diverse. And we deliberately make it that way from different mm -hmm. industries and backgrounds. But the common common thread is impact and really wanting to have an impact. So wherever that is. And so that's by application only that one. So we really deliberately curate the group to make it really diverse. But it's a powerhouse group of women. So we've got applications open at the moment. Um, mm -hmm. And we are also going to be launching a scholarship program. We're going to have a, a couple of scholarships available for that as well. So that will be coming. So if there's anyone who knows someone who is incredible and has, you know, amazing potential to create impact and have impact, or that's you, then we'd really love mm -hmm. to hear from you. Um, but yeah, lots of, lots of awesome projects coming up, but um, much, as much as anything, we're taking January off. That's been a big part of it. You know, when we talk about our mm. our purpose, elevate others to elevate others, we worked out early on that we also need to elevate ourselves and um, make sure we take some time off. So we're really trying to live that this Absolutely. year and taking January off. So it can't get there soon enough. But in the meantime, we've got some amazing, you know, we're really lucky with some of the collabs and programs that we're working on and people we just get to hang with. And we just get to hang with each other all day, which... Um, some days is very silly. I think we had a 20 minute giggle fest the other day where I just lost it and had to lie on the floor and giggle. And then other <laughs> days it's much more serious where we're grappling with some really serious problems. So we're very, we know we're really lucky um, in mm. doing what we do together. So, but you're part you're of very lucky, but you also got here through <laughs> hard work and some fabulous talent and a real passion and, and purpose as well. Thank you. Same goes for you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> uh, it, it's been so wonderful to have you on the show. Um, and the show will become a podcast next week as well. I want to share the articles you wrote about your rebrand. I'll give a plug for this incredible program that you run. But Sarah and Julia, thank you so much for joining me today on We Rebranded. Thank you Thanks. for having us. And congratulations on your beautiful new logo, which I know has just dropped today. So you're doing it yourself. You're yes. right in the midst of it. Congratulations. But thank I you am for just doing up. a bit of a brand refresh. Beautiful. You've done a great job. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Well, big shout out to my uh, graphic designer, Brody Rose, who's the real talent behind it. But um, yeah, it's a, thank you so much. It's exciting. <laughs> Okay, ladies, I'll let you go and enjoy your sunny afternoon, a rare bit of sunshine again here in Victoria. Yeah. Bring on spring and summer. I know. I know. <laughs> Even just a little bit of spring would be nice instead of all this winter. Anyway, <laughs> thank you so much. Thanks, Michelle. Uh, and I'll soon. talk to you in real life soon, I hope. We look forward to it. Thanks again. <laughs> Thanks, everyone. Bye. Thank Bye. you. Bye.